All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone. We are broadcasting once again live from the Fox and Hound. I, I did that wrong. It's Fox and Hound, oh. not the... What, what, what you just, Nothing, just keep going. Ran, throwing me off in <laughs> my start. intro here. Good yeah, start. I wasn't even supposed to do it. Jack was supposed to do the yep. intro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the look I got was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. I'm only introducing... <laughs> Should we restart? <laughs> Brian can help himself. No. No, I think we're good. But anyways, we are here. We've got three of the original crew. That is Jack Tompkins. I'll say hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hey, there's Jack. Brandon Avina. Superior Data Solutions. And Brian Johnson with Maine & Johnson. And we've got a special guest host today. Brandy Montambo is here as a guest host all the way from Virginia, I mean, Mooresville. And she is going to be here as well uh, with Jen Schneider, who is our guest for today. Who's definitely from Virginia. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> is it Taylor? Where are you actually at? Oh, Statesville. Statesville. Okay. Yeah. So just a little north of Mooresville. So we're it's just close to Virginia by a few I mean, hundred miles. Why not? Totally opposite direction, but we're good. Yeah, cool, man. Cool, cool. We're, we're, we're geographically challenged in this podcast. So <laughs> we only know so. where we ended up, and that's Charlotte. That's about it. We're <laughs> around the same table. That's what matters. Yeah. Exactly. We have transplanted go. to this moment. So, all right. So, real quick, I mean, Brandy, as a guest host, you want to just tell the audience a little bit about you? So, are we referring to my criteria in order to be here today? <laughs> you passed all the time. What qualifies you to be here? What qualifies you? Um, so, yeah, I have been in the Charlotte area since 2000. I grew up in a very, very speck of a dot on the map in Missouri. So, the closest Walmart was in Iowa. The closest, wow. <laughs> the closest movie theater was in Illinois. So, yes, it, it has an S on the end, and you don't say it. It's yeah. Illinois. So, yeah, the, the claim to fame of, of my small town is we are smack in the middle of nowhere. Yep, so cornfields and soybeans, home to the Clark County Mule Festival. Oh, Yes, of so course, yeah. there should definitely be a full episode on the Clark oh, County was, Mule Festival. Yeah. They're a hayride. That's what I need to know. Oh, well, and a rodeo. Okay. Wow. Um, you, get to, you get to ride the like rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the other word for a mule, right? We're not going to talk about that. So, yeah, my, my grandmother, when she, she got her driver's license at 65. Yeah, so she got her car totaled. She was at the four-way stop. There's one. And she was at the four-way stop. The four-way stop. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, a runaway Amish cart and horse ran into her and totaled her car. Wow. So yeah, that's that's where I grew wow. up. Good times. Quite a transplant. <laughs> you would have thought, the... that, yeah, the opposite. Well, another interesting thing, though, for Brandy is she doesn't own a car. She flies wherever she goes. Yeah. Uh, her and She's her husband bougie. are aviators. So, With yeah. my personal pilot. That's really. right. Yeah. So he's actually, propeller's still running. He's out outside. Exactly. Yeah. Got to keep the engine on. It's hot out. Circling so. over, waiting. Oh, that's funny. Well, cool. And then we've got Jen Schneider here as a guest for today. So Jen can share a little bit about your criteria to be here. Yes, absolutely. So I am a transplant from Southern California, born and raised there. Mm -hmm. I made a, I know, Brandon, my man. And then I made a halfway stop in Texas and Dallas. I will say when it was the highlight of the Cowboys. So we won't say when that was, 90s. And then I made it here for high school. So I've been in the North Carolina area. I was in a very small town for high school and then came to UNC Charlotte for college. So So your parents moved you to Dallas because you were in like second grade? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I was a baby. <laughs> Get out of LA area. Maybe fifth grade. But yeah, we'll go that route. I'll <laughs> I'll stay under forty forever. 
So yeah, been as a transplant here. We settled in Statesville, and then I started attending, you know, some events in Charlotte, and got to know all these wonderful people sitting around me. And it's just been a really awesome, you know, experience so far. You guys couldn't see, but she totally didn't make eye contact with me when she said. That. I she looked at all of you guys, but she didn't look this I, way. She's at the wrong table. I, think. Oh, I was looking. At <laughs> the oh, we walls. noticed. We just didn't see anything, yeah. right? <laughs> well, our audience can't see us, so you have to share with them a little bit of what's going on sometimes. You're like hand gestures. What do I do with my hands? That's right. I just sit on them. So <laughs> that's probably a good idea, actually. Very good. <laughs> oh, well, we're glad to have you, Jen. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So. We, we at least have to address the Southern Cal in the room. Yeah. So what, do you guys have similar war stories? Like, so Brandon? Well, she Jen. left far before it got funky, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. What she, part of Southern California? It was Newport Beach. Newport Beach. Okay. So okay. it was still in its glamorous days. Still is. It is still the glamorous side. I know my, my cousin, my family still lives there. My cousin just bought a house out there. She's like, oh, now you can come stay with me. I'm like, yeah, you can come over this way, but it's not nearly as glamorous as where you are in this but I will say the traffic, right? And I, I will tell the story. I went out to California when I was pregnant with my son, which was four years ago, and we stayed with family. And I got, I was driving, had the, you know, pregnant as all get out, got on the wrong highway, and they're dead stop. Oof. I'm like, oh. That's any highway, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. But this was <laughs> you the night of California. The highway. <laughs> the highway. I'm like, 401, 206, I don't know. Whichever one it was, it was the wrong one, because. You know, my cousin that I'd met for dinner was like, oh, yeah, take this one. Da, da, da. Like, yeah, sure, I'm going to use the GPS because that's what we do. But the GPS did not know this other route that she was going to take me. And so I complained the entire time. We finally get to Newport from, from L.A. And I say, when I get back to North Carolina, I'm never going to complain about traffic again. Then two days later, I'm like, traffic sucks everywhere you go. It's just one of those things. You just... It's, it's, you don't so, like it anywhere, even if it's no. not nearly as bad. I mean, obviously the drivers there are like, you know, complete F you all the time. They can have dinner. And then my husband tells the story. He's like, oh, they'll have dinner with you and be nice to your face. You get them on the highway and they are not the same person. Right. They, so don't, here they don't work at Chick-fil-A when they're on the highway. No, it's yeah. not my pleasure. It's, you know, <laughs> get out of my way. Yes, it is. But still. It's like, I don't see you. I'm trying to merge. Well, that's because you're using the blinker. Yeah, they don't know what those things are. No, no, no. If you use it, you're signaling your intention and you ain't getting in. Yeah. <laughs> you just they're have like, to go. Go for it. You just have to put your hand out. And, and like, obviously you're an outsider, so you're not welcome anyway. Well, right. and it's funny. The last time I went back, we had a rental car out of state plates. I've never been treated so poorly. I can <laughs> when I drove California, I never had people flip me off. Never. I got there and Emmy was like instantly getting the stink eye, getting flipped off, getting. I was like, "This, come on!" It was. So I'm from here. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, awesome. It's I, definitely beautiful out there. I love to visit, but again, this part of the East Coast is we have all four seasons, even though it's 9,000 degrees right now. But I love that is season. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's season, and here we are. But they didn't have that there, right? So we had 74 and sunny. I remember going Look. out there. It's because you lived in Newport. True. If you lived in the Valley, it was 110 and sucked. Have have you guys ever seen that, like, I've seen it on social media where they have, like, the 12 seasons of Charlotte, and it's, like, you know, like, winter, spring, fall spring. spring. Yeah, fake spring, second winter. And it's, like, one, we barely have a winter, period. Let's just be honest. And, two, we, we shouldn't be creating 12 seasons here, like, you should go places where the seasons suck, and yeah. then you can create 12 of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder who creates that, too, because people yeah. are like, oh, like, 
just wait 30 minutes and the weather's going to change in North Carolina. It's like, no, it's not. It's still going to be no, hot. The, the, you well, no, it will pee down rain for about... For, yeah, for 10 minutes and then it's <laughs> over. Then it's 70 and but, then it'll be 90 you know, and 30 I, I more minutes. I think Jack and I have the same perspective. I mean, yeah. he's from Connecticut. I'm from Ohio. But the point with that is, is like, I'm used to perpetual misery. Yeah. And, and you come down uh, No, here. that's my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I claim that one. <laughs> well, Ohio. And you'll fit right in as a guest host. So. <laughs> but, like, you, you get so used to just, like, ugly, nasty weather that, like, Montana. I don't care if it's sunny here for, you know, 15 hours of daylight and there's a rainstorm for 10 minutes. Right. And it blows over because I would say the, the pure amount of sunshine you get here, regardless of what month of the year it is, is tenfold what I've ever experienced before. I, and also, like in Connecticut too, or anywhere in New England, it can be ninety, and then the next day it's fifty, and like it's not that uncommon that it's just going to be completely different. Like, throw the weather reports out; they just don't matter up there. Yeah. Here, they're like pretty consistent for most of the year. I'm surprised that weathermen here, weather, are they forecasters? What are they? A meteorologist? Yeah. I'm surprised they actually get paid because it would be like, huh, what well, looks like today's going to be another sunny day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, seeing yeah, your right. perspective is all wrong because literally it was always. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like four days it rains. In, in Ohio, we would get exactly. pissed when, when the forecaster was off on the hour the storm would occur. Like, we, we all knew the storm was coming, but right. like, you said four. Right. It was 3.30, you know, like. You yeah, in Charlotte, you points. can keep your job as a meteorologist and yeah. it's the only one you can get wrong and still get paid. Yeah. I, I do and not to go down the meteorologist one, but like it's, their names are always so like. like Larry Sprinkle. Larry Sprinkle. Larry Sprinkle, Jackson Hale, you know. Yeah. Well, in California, they had Dallas Rains. Oh, uh, and no. Johnny Mountain. I really want to go back and get so pull their legal birth certificates and see what they were actually named because yeah. I know that's not it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like okay, so I. Richard Tapper. When I, mean, I was teaching. Okay, that was, I actually taught Larry Sprinkle's nephew, and his name was Gabe Sprinkle. So that one is a real thing. Okay. I have evidence. He was destined to be a meteorologist. <laughs> we had sprinkles in our neighborhood. Wow. So or an ice cream. The last <laughs> yeah, either that or a oh, bed wetter. Ice cream. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> See, and it's not normal Brandon either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our audience is unsure of what to do right now. Yeah, like, we're unsure of what to do. The rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you came from, or you visit California a lot, or at least a fair amount. I tried to. I think before this last time in 2019, and then when my son, it had been quite a while before okay. I had been, because when I'd seen family, I hadn't seen them in a long time. But it was really awesome to at least go back out there and enjoy it and then come back home because it was like, oh yeah, this is great. My husband kept saying, I belong here, I belong here. And then we came back home and saw our, you know, nice half acre lawn and, you know, our beautiful 3,000 square foot home. And we're like, oh yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a bungalow for... Yeah, Newport, they charge by the square inch yeah. for <laughs> Literally. property. Yeah. 2,000 square inches. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually charge by the square inch for property when you're up along the beach, wow. the square inch. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. And there's no such thing as lawns out there. You no. get like a. Right. Yeah, it's it's literally the size of this table. I'm like, I, I'm using my fingers, but I know you can't see me. But it's little tiny little yeah. pad. Right. That's yeah. it. You have a few plants and then a fence. Yeah, okay. the houses you can literally touch. stick your arm out and touch the next house. You can over. hear the person taking a shower like next door. Yeah. So I was gonna ask like a compare contrast. That seems like a big one. So traffic, weather, and then everything house oh yeah and that, it's so funny when i was out there this last time they're like oh sorry the weather's not good i'm like why because it's overcast 
Right. <laughs> like, oh, oh no, the poor overcast weather. We got June gloom, man. It's <laughs> the only time it's cloudy in California. Because that's what they were saying. I was like, oh, it still is pretty nice. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice here, and that's the thing is, again, the traffic out there is crazy, but it's still, you know, a little bit lighter here, so it's nice. And I think, obviously, I mean, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm sure it's been said a hundred times, Southern hospitality, so real, right? Oh, yeah. Very much The so. first story I had when I would share when I was first moving in here and talking to people and getting on the bus and getting off a bus at a friend's house, and the lady was like, come on in. You want some tea? You want some cookies? I'm like, you don't even know me. Right. And in California, if I'd have been dropped off with a friend, and she was like, do I know your mom? Do I know who you are? When, who are you? Why are you here? You know, it was very much more closed-minded. So it's right. very open-minded, very friendly. And this, that was when you were a kid? Yes. Okay, all right. But yeah, no, it, it totally exists, kid or not. Yeah, I mean, I swear if I had knocked on somebody's door, well, and I do actually knock on people's doors, but... I was going to segue to this. I do. We do have to hear, like, Jen, what's your business story? I mean, yeah. we try not to bring people on that are just great personalities. They usually have more to go with it. So She like, doesn't what? need more than that. She <laughs> is a great person. Jen like, she is the Jen Snyder. I know. And I'll even tell the story of Brandy when we ran into each other at the Small Business Expo. Yeah. I was at the top of the stairs. It was like my Cinderella moment, right? She's at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. And these wait, people wait. are talking. Close your eyes. Yeah. Envision. Envision. Jen. Coming down the stairs. <laughs> Brandy says, you need to know Jen. You need no, to know her. I, I didn't say it. I yelled it. <laughs> <laughs> that I would believe. And it's funny, maybe, maybe Jen, I don't know if you trademarked the word the like Ohio State did. Uh, I knew it. Come. I knew it was going to come up. I couldn't hold back. <laughs> Russell, that was for you. <laughs> well, and a lot of people do say this, and I didn't catch it, or I don't say it, but... I have friends from like Phoenix and other transplants that say, I'm gonna get on the 40 or the 77. I'm like, it's not the anything. No, it's, it's the. It's the, <laughs> first of all. Boy, here we go. Oh. The grammar police is out. Watch it. So that was an amazing moment that we, we shared. And then we shared a, sa a sandwich that day too. We did share a sandwich. We were both very hungry. Did you, did you eat it like Lady in the Tramp style where it was just this big long sub? And I'm you sorry, just... that's classified. <laughs> It Maybe. So <laughs> we'll what does that. the audience want to know? <laughs> Inquiring mind. That's right. Yes, we do. So I came from corporate America, sales industry for, you know, 20 years. And I saw a major issue with management. I mean, we've all been there with the bosses. And just having that, knowing the pain point of these small to medium-sized businesses, wondering how I could be able to you know, change that script, right? And help those small to medium-sized businesses with their sales training, with their sales force. And so I was able to leave said large corporate America and go to a smaller company and experience that, right? And to truly be kind of the sales operator. I don't know if it was chief sales, whoever I was. I didn't really have a title. I came in saying what I could do and then I did it, right? It was kind of one of those things where I'm like, I think I can do it. And then I came in and this company was operating at, you know, $3 million and then halfway through the year, they made me, you know, that sales manager or whatever title you want to call it. And, you know, all the guys that were big talk left and then I was able to train two or three new. And nice. in that last part of the year, we went from on track for just the same year as it would have been, you know, same $3 million to $5 million. Wow. So awesome. it was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yes. To, to watch how Jack, I would what, say. What percentage of growth is that? 
an awesome percentage. <laughs> Jack is our fact, fake fact and data guy. So that was awesome math, Jack. Seven percent. We we knew you knew Jack's trying to reform his image on the show. So it's, I, yeah, uh, hey, I can, no, it's I can pretty cool. That, but. <laughs> so in that moment, like even though it was a one company, I'm like, well, what if I could duplicate this? Yeah. Like, how could I help people change that script of having the, and what normally happens too is that the top performer then becomes the trainer, right? Yep. And we all know how much stress that puts on the top performer, and then what do they do? You don't leave companies, you leave managers. Right. So it's such a refresh, refreshing to be able to help solopreneurs kind of with their image, right? Because we are a brand. You do brand yourself. So it's like solopreneurs I can help. Whether you intend to or not. Let's be real now. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm saying let's be intentional in how we're putting ourselves out there. Let's be intentional on who we are and sharing that message. And messaging is so, right? Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to sales, I think people are like, I'm not a salesperson. Right. And that's everybody's a salesperson. You're selling them. Just some are better than others. Well, but I mean, everybody, parents are salespeople. Like everybody in business is a salesperson. You just may not engage in the way you think a salesperson does. Right. There's different ways to go yeah. about it. And I'm the but, example. Because I hate sales. I was like, I'm never going to be a sales. I was like, crap, I sell every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a difference between sales and persuasion, right? You don't want to, if I'm selling you point. something like, oh, hey, I'm going to sell this computer to you. I'm holding a computer, but you don't need this computer because you've got a computer. Then I'm going to tell you why this computer is better than the computer you have right. and why you need this computer, but you don't really need a computer. You're like, Jen, stop. It's funny because sales is really called what it is because the transaction that results from it is a top line revenue transaction. It's, it's your sales. A sale. But essentially sales is connecting a need with a solution. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really what it's always been. It's just when, like you were mentioning, Jen, about persuasion, if you're creating a need that I don't have and then you're filling that need that I don't have, that's like what we call the used car salesman. Right. Or I'm selling you swampland, you know, that kind of stuff. That we hey, I came from the car industry. No, I'm be talking I, about I, used car sales. I'm just saying I, that like people's perception. Of it. Yeah. No, I know you are. Uh, well, and I think one of the value adds too is one of the things we were talking with Terrell is people either excel in small business as a practitioner or a business owner. And usually the two don't co-mingle. So if you're a practitioner, you may don't have, you might not have all the skills to sell, run your business, do the accounting, do the HR, do all the stuff that it takes to run a business. So a lot of times we're a fractional where a lot of us are in that business can help where someone who is a business owner doesn't actually perform the function yes. of what the business does. It, someone else is doing that. So a lot of them get out of school, they're a dentist, they're a great dentist, but have no idea and they were never taught how to be a business owner. Yep. Right. They're a yep. great chiropractor, they're a great insurance agent, they're a great whatever, but a terrible business owner. It's 100% what, <laughs> what my business does. Well, and right. that's what all partner of us. with those people. I mean, right. and that's what yeah. we all partner with. I yeah. mean, I'm a fractional IT or yep. fra you know, business coach, HR, sales, data. So that's kind of bringing that value to a small business because most people don't have it. Yeah. Right. So, so okay, I got to interject one thing about Jen since we're talking. So when she got here and started sharing about the podcast, so as a guest, it's not a requirement that you've listened to podcasts before, but okay, so we'll give Jen the benefit of the doubt and she listened to at least one. 
because she referenced the one episode that her name was brought up, <laughs> which was an episode that Tiffany Vandermark was on. Yep. And we had actually mentioned Jen, and then she heard her own name. So we don't talk about everybody behind their back. It's okay. Yeah, just a few. And the other thing I was going to mention about Jen that you got to check out, and hopefully she can give information on it, is her Instagram Instagram game is strong. I think Instagame was a pretty good. Instagame. That was that was. That's I know. Well, yeah. what I was trying that to do is I was strategy. trying to shorten yeah. it to like what the trendy <laughs> thing was, which is Insta, and I I went too far and I couldn't stop, and so I, I can't back out. <laughs> Instagame. The thought was there. I chased it. Yeah, I love. So close. I, and that's my creative outlet, right? So it is a form, but I, I don't want people to confuse like social media as an actual income generating you know, activity, right? Because I think a lot of people do. They get confused. They're like, oh, well, I'm doing all this stuff online, but nobody's coming to see me, right? The lead generation part of it is that you do have to not only attract, but you have to prospect. I feel like that's the hardest part, right? People just want to attract. But if you're not known, if you're not doing the right things, if you're not going to the right places, and then you want to attract the right client. So that's really, you know, with that messaging, I came in, helped with, you know, Brian's client had some emails that was written and it was all me, my, mine. And I'm like, well, what's in it for them, right? Mm -hmm. So if you put, you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. I have something for you. They want to know, oh, you have something for me? What is it? I want to know. Special limited offer. Yeah. And I do talk about urgency, and I'm glad you said that because yep. I said fake urgency will get you nowhere, yep. right? right? A lot of people say limited time offer when they're offering it constantly. And when people find these it's things called out. called crying wolf. Crying wolf, yep. right. When you find those things out in sales, that's what gives people the bad juju about sales. Oh, well, you said it was a limited time offer, and now come to realize the timer ran out on the website and you're still selling it for said same price. Right. Oh, you right. mean like Wix where every five seconds they're sending you 50%, 50 off? 50% off? Right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Turns out. <laughs> timer By runs now, out within the next 24 hours. Oh, wait, the next 24 hours, it's going to be another 50%. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah, so it's just your price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the urgency when it comes to sales isn't necessarily like you have to do it now. It has to be more like how much is it going to cost you later? What's yeah. the cost? And if you do it now... Whereas if you wait a year and look back and like, man, if I would have done, or if I would have got that service product, whatever it was, how much could I have saved time, energy, money, sanity, right? Because yep. it doesn't always have to be a return on investment monetarily, but it has to be an return on their time, whatever it may be. They have to feel like, okay, if I buy this thing now, it's going to save me something in the future. Right. One of the things I like about Jen is we were at an event together. She, so Jen looks at the whole picture. So we were at a we were at a, an event together, and there was there were people talking about how they are TikTok influencers. It was a they were real estate agents, and uh, you know Jen had a few a few thoughts on that. But what she was saying is yes, that's good. That's credibility. You're out there. You're you're showing who you are. You're showing your product. But like she said a second ago, that's just one component of a whole. And I think that's what, kind of what sets you apart is, is, is you, you don't want to just give them, you know, here's your talk tracks. You know, here's what you say when you're in the middle of a call. Like you just drive for the meeting, drive for the meeting, drive for the meeting. Even though may, that may be the goal, it's about what all of the strategies that you're using to get that meeting. She's yeah. savvy. I am. I, and I was going to, it's a good point too, because I was going to ask about that. Because obviously I know that you do focus on the whole, but like those small little language changes are obviously just a small piece of what you do, but a very, very tangible example. We have a lot of like business owners that listen. So 
starting with that or like is that a normal lead-in people say hey like I'm just not getting the right feedback on this email and then you say well let's tweak this a little bit and then what does it do for the broader picture is that how it works there's so many ways to lead in and since we keep saying savvy I'll go ahead and say it's uh, savvy sales strategy there we go the there it is hey, there it we, is we don't get paid this much to do this without, I mean, without right. being effective <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> so there's all kinds of lead-ins when it comes to but I do a sales pro- process audit right a lot of times people don't even know what their sales process is. I come in and yeah. I'm like, what's your sales process? Yes. What challenges <laughs> are you experiencing, right? <laughs> what have you done? What have you tried? So, you know, I come in and just try to see things as a whole. And normally it's content. A lot of times okay. they're just not putting any content out. And well, they're not reaching out. They're not making those connections. And whether- no follow-ups. No, like, like how long do you wait between conversations? Yes. Like, That's a great you- question. I have that question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you now you know who to talk to. I do. Yeah. yeah. Me. Get some savvy sales. But yeah, and then, I mean, having been in sales and stuff, like, and Jen and I have talked a lot. I mean, what she's essentially doing is becoming the arm of a lot of businesses where they struggle the most, which would be, like Brandon mentioned earlier, you're a practitioner, you're an IT person, you're a data person. You may not be a business owner. You also may not be a sales, you know, person in, in that context. And so you go out and do it, and you basically are self-sabotaging. Right. Because you either don't have the right processes set up or you don't have the capability to do it or both. And that's where like talking with somebody like Jen on the outside can either fix the problem or become the solution. One of the two. Yeah. And helping mindset. It truly is a mindset. Whether there is somebody who just needs a couple tweaks in what they're saying and what they're doing, I can kind of go in on the back end and put those things together because we all kind of know maybe what's broken, but they don't know how to fix it. So maybe trying to find out, I don't just say, here's what's broken, figure it out. You know, I try to come in and say, here, there's some language that can be different. I would use, you know, this strategy, let me hear a call. There's so many, because there's so many different industries, right? Like you're talking about a dentist. And what I was going to say about dentists and chiropractors, the difference between what's it's more like sales, then it turns into PR for them, right? Where are they going to show up how are they going to message themselves what marketing are they going to purchase but what's funny is that i heard from another marketer that for every chiropractor there's the same amount of marketers so for instance if there's 40,000 chiropractors that means there's 40,000 marketers that are trying to get marketing dollars from said chiropractor to put wherever they think is going to get them the best return yeah but that doesn't mean that they're doing sales marketing are they doing, you know, sales psychology? Are they writing things in a way that's going to, you know, bring back the return on investment? Because a lot of times, marketing dollars go to die. One of the things corporately, and you can check me if you think this is true or not, Jen, but I remembered on the sales end, and one of the things we tried to train our, our salespeople was, you have to first win the person before you can win the sale. And what I mean by that is like, you have the person in front of you, you have to help them achieve their personal goals to get past that person and into the organization. So if you're working with a professional buyer, they may have criteria that they're trying to get to. If you can figure out what that is, you will have a salesperson now inside the company selling for you the rest of the way. And so we spent all of our time not trying to solve the world's problems or the whole company's issues. If you can figure out how to solve the person in front of you's problems on the other side of the table, you'll always sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got an inside person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, and I start it with like a thirty-minute consultation, right? So I come in, we just talk, and I try to implement strategies while we're there, 
so that they can get that result that they need. And like you Do said, you ask him to try to sell you this pencil. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good one, though. <laughs> I always. <laughs> I do enjoy that the best. Sell me this microphone, please. What was that on? Wolf of Wall Street. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And when when I do that, and and they get the impressions, they get the response, they get what they're looking for, then they see the value in. Okay, I just put out one message, right, to the world, and this is what happens. Yeah. And and I think that's where we get confused. It's like we're so afraid, and 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 I'm listening to all these persuasions. A good one. Well, but, and that's where it all, all starts, right? Is that once, and, and me and Jack have talked at you know the, one of the meetings that I've been at, mm-hmm. and it really does just start with, what are you looking for? What's, what's the name of the game? What are you trying to accomplish? What pain? And the editor of Entrepreneur wrote, I don't care about what you do or your successes. I care about what problems you solve. Right. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't solve a problem or you have... A problem that you know or you solve too many problems which I have the problem of solving too many problems <laughs> the multi-passionate you know yeah. entrepreneur in me it's, it's tough being amazing oh, yeah yeah it's, it's exhausting <laughs> agreed the curse of being talented <laughs> it's so we'll probably wrap up maybe on this point but back to the pr- practitioner versus business owner thing it is very easy to think like, oh, like I'm just going to do some quick research, listen to a podcast, read a couple of articles on sales, which is one of the most written about things out there. But it's just not going to work for your business. You need somebody to come in and say, okay, what are you actually doing? And who are you talking to? Like, let's use an actual example. It's very difficult to just read about that. And I say somebody who's tried that. Yes. So Well, and, and two, it's depending. Every approach is different. Exactly. So a chiropractor or a dentist, they're more about the comfort of a patient addressing their fears because there's definite fears going that right so you're addressing the fears we do this we do this this is how we can make you comfortable blah 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 if it's computers this is how we're going to address your needs opposed to fears so it's all different every business has a different approach to how they have to get in there and be able to talk and then if you're doing business to consumer it's totally different than business to business so that's where navigating those waters can get yeah, and I was going to say, I was actually a guest on a podcast, and it's killing me that I can't remember which one, but the, the conversation was explain the difference between an advisor, a coach, and a consultant. And an advisor is, is essentially the person that actually has more knowledge about whatever it is you're doing. So think of like financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You know how to manage money, but they know what to do with it probably at a level better than you. That's a very simple example. A coach is somebody who is basically applying a process to something where it's really not about the result, it's about you getting the result you want but putting the journey in place and mapped out. And then a consultant provides the result. Like when you hire a consultant, you're looking for them to provide the answer, right. not help you through the process of discovering it yourself. Right. And, and when you're going through that- Write scene, that down, folks. Yeah. Actually, tune into that podcast as well. But no, but it's. I just it's, thought it was a shameless plug for his other pub- yeah. podcast. No, it's not even my podcast, and that's the problem. Is I can't even give credit to the person because I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, but. I remember talking about that when you were on it because we were on that one together. I yeah, think. not not together, but the same podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and not to drop names because I I did w- listen to multiple. I actually did listen to the one with Terrell. 
think. Yeah, Terrell. 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 Yeah. But I met with Scott Hensley. I don't know if you've had him on the podcast yet. No? Uh, he's next time. Is he next? Yeah, we so. wanted to get you on first. Okay. <laughs> because she is the, the, the Jen yeah, Schneider. Yeah. It's just Scott the Jen Schneider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just interesting, like, how everyone has, you know, processes and how we all work together. And that's the beautiful part of this whole thing. Like, we do work together mm-hmm. yeah. in the industry, helping entrepreneurs, helping small businesses, medium-sized businesses with their payroll, you know, coaching, consulting, all the things that people... And that's the thing. It's like, it is something they don't know they need. A lot of times, like, with Brandon's business, I come in and say, hey... You don't know you need this, but here's why you do. You're keeping yourself safe. The internet is a scary place, as you know, as we all know. Like, how are you? Or gonna, they don't know. Or <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, they, how, they really no, don't. How secure are you? Oh, actually, you're not secure yeah. at okay. all. Yeah. So, right. That's so. how this thing works, as you know, with the industry that we're in, is just sharing everybody's story and learning more about each person. That's why transplants, right? If you're already in Charlotte or if you're thinking about moving to Charlotte, like the business scene, is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, so Jen, Jen, I was going to say, tell us a little bit about where people can find you, how can they reach you, and before we kind of close it out. So Yeah, absolutely. So the Insta game that I have going yeah. is... I'm going to trademark that too. The <laughs> Jen Schneider and the Insta game. The Insta game <laughs> is at the Jen Schneider. And Schneider is spelled just like the trucking company. So if you don't know that one, go look Sh- it up. Schneider. Yeah. I mean like yeah. John Schneider? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Does anybody uh, remember who that is? Oh, yeah. The yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Okay. See, I married into the name, so I don't know. You can find me on Instagram. It's probably where I hang out the most. And I'm working on my Savvy Sales Strategy website. My husband's an awesome, you know, shameless plug for the yeah. husband, yeah. right? Why not? He does websites and social media as well, so he's pretty awesome. What's your Instagram handle? The Jen Schneider at I mean, Jen Schneider. So your Instagram ha- handle is what you've heard 50 times today on the podcast. <laughs> you guys so say it at least seven. Hear, so. Honestly, as an audience, if you can't remember it, you should stop tuning in. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> the Jen Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the thank you. Oh, right. there we right. go. So, yeah, the, I get weird on it. So, right. well, cool. All right, we good? We're good. All right, take us out. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet-